Triple Back Podcast, the show where two great friends get together and just talk about games. I'm Dan Lamarca, as always, joined by Dan Dufernoy. Daniel Dufernoy. Oh, sorry. Daniel Dufernoy. Oh, no, I wasn't being, I don't know, I was just repeating what you said. Well, you know what, Dan? I can't believe it's been 38 episodes. I feel like we just started 38 episodes ago. That's crazy. Well. Right? Yeah, that is crazy. That's insane. <laughs> Dan, we're going to kick it off like, you know, I love to do. I know, you love to hear, like, you always ask what I've been playing. What have you been playing? I want to talk about a game that you've been playing and that I've been playing. So we've both been playing. It's so good. What is it? I think we're just good. Let's just talk. Let's try to talk about it as much as we can without actually saying the name of the game. Uh, I don't know if that's, that's a great idea. Dead Cells. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, so talk to me about I talked a lot about Dead Cells last week. I want to hear your impressions so yeah, far. Yeah, you know. Um, and then we can uh, convene. Yeah, no, so I know you talked about how it was uh, Rogue and, and, and all this stuff, and you gave a beautiful history of Rogue games and, mm-hmm. and all that. And um, you're absolutely, like, I thought, so when you described... The idea, so like I love games like Rogue Legacy. I really like, um, you know, going in, getting a lot of gold, and then each time you were done leveling up your character. So each run you do, you're a lot stronger, and you just you feel stronger, and you can you know find more of the castle, beat enemies easier, stuff like that. So like I was like really really when it came to games that were roguelike, I. Uh, was kind of set that, okay, well, if it's not like Rogue Legacy, I'm probably not going to enjoy it because I really, really like that mm-hmm. that style. So when you're mentioning Dead Cells, and, you know, I know you said that the game upgrades the world, and I don't think I appreciated that as much, mm-hmm. just just hearing about it. I right. think I was more just like, oh, like, I don't know if I'm going to really like this. Like, I'm not sure, you know, I feel like, you know, I'll probably maybe get bored of this, or it's just going to seem too intimidating or too hard. Mm-hmm. But it's absolutely the farthest thing from the truth, honestly. <laughs> Um, now I understand what you were saying, uh, last week was that, yes, you don't upgrade your character per se, but like you said, you upgrade the world, you unlock trinkets in the world that can be, you know, generated in the world, stronger weapons, Mm -hmm. uh, more health vials, things like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it's flawless and I, I love it just as much as a game like Rogue Legacy where I do feel each run I get better. Mm -hmm. Um, I have more opportunities to succeed and I love it. I love the art style. I love the combat. The combat's great. It's never, combat's the best part of the game. It's really. never, it's never clunky. It's never stale. No, it's very smooth. Yeah, every time you die, like, and what I love too. So your character has like a little on the bottom. It's kind of like Fortnite, where like you have like you know, X is this weapon, Square is this weapon, R one is this weapon, R two is this weapon. So like learning the enemies and like the way that they'll attack so i know in the first stage where you're like in the prison there's that one enemy that like green little enemy that will like jump at you right and like and when i first started playing like he was doing damage to me because i wasn't thinking but being able to just know okay like when i run into this enemy like make sure my shield's ready so i can block and like stuff like you know parry and and just stuff Mm -hmm. like that like that it's like really fun it's really keeping me going and i've played really decent amount i you know i even fought um I got a boss so far. Um, Fought the first boss. The one with the moss where you can tickle the moss now and now it grows wherever mm-hmm. that was. And um, yeah, I love it so much. Was I, that an elite enemy or was that like a named boss? Oh, I don't know. Because sometimes yeah. you fight enemies and it says elite above them. You ever see that? I'm not sure. Was it like a regular enemy type that you've seen before with just... He had a bow. I don't know if that... Yeah, well, what I'm, what I'm asking is like, have you seen an enemy like him? He, this guy just had more... Damage more health, yeah, this guy more was abilities, a little bit tougher. but okay, he was so the same the, type of enemy. Yeah, so that was an elite boss. So there are specific named bosses that oh, are like okay. 
completely unique characters gotcha. and sprites. You know okay, I mean? gotcha. Yeah. So you took down the first elite and you got the moss upgrade? I can tickle moss now. Cool. Well, you could always tickle moss. Now you can do something else with moss. Tickle, 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 tickle. Right? Tickle, tickle. That's what you mean? Oh, yeah. Now it turns into... A vine. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Spoilers. No, not, not too much of a spoiler. But I'm, I'm loving it. I'm really, really enjoying it. I... Uh, you know, you're the one that, that uh, you know, I remember when the, they were doing the trailers and stuff, you're like, Dan, you really check this game out. And um, I absolutely love it. One of my favorite games of the year so far. I just, yeah, I've just been really devouring it and playing a lot of that. And it really is an excellent game. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have much more to say than that, really. Um, I'm just really, really enjoying it. It's, it's like, there are games that, like, I'll play where I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I'll think about them constantly. Like, oh, my gosh, like, this story or this or that. And I'll just, like, really, really, like get really really into them this game to me is just like 100 percent fun and honestly mm-hmm. it's like a really nice refreshing you know kind of thing i feel like a lot of the games i've been playing lately like octopath and vampire and uh, um you know even you know detroit you know it's just a lot of this more like maybe it's also because like i have like a lot of qualms with those games but at mm-hmm. the same time like those games and those game styles it's a lot more uh I don't know. I feel like I just get much more... It's not as enjoyable? It's not as enjoyable, yeah. It's a lot more just kind of a, a, a trudge mm-hmm. through. Could be a little um, bit of a slog. Yeah, this this game, I'm just I'm enjoying every run. Yeah. Obviously, I know what turns people off about rogue-like games is that, you know, you die, then you start from the, the beginning. But it's never to me, it's never stale. I enjoy it. I, you know, I get farther and farther. Have you found any specific cool weapons or abilities or anything yet? Or are you mostly... Uh... Just upgraded bows, upgraded whatever. Yeah, I mean, I got the. Um, what you do is, is you find these cells or like these blue orbs, and like you, you go to like a shop, and you can, if you have like fifty, you can get like an extra like health health wow. flask. Or you, you also get blueprints for weapons that if you make it back. Have you got any blueprints? Oh, I haven't found any blueprints. Okay. No. All right. Oh wait a second, that's not true. I think I have actually. Uh, like a blood sword is that one? Yeah, uh, yeah I, got, sure. I got one of those and I got I think I got some sort of arrow I don't remember the specifics I just don't know if you uh, you know for me they're very like distinct when I get certain weapons like when I first got a whip for the first time oh you get the whip yeah it's an electric whip that's awesome oh that's awesome did you get the frost blast oh it really reminds me of Castlevania did you get the frost blast or no Oh wait, the frost blast is that like the bomb that you can throw? No, oh. frost blast is literally like a sub zero, like, and they freeze. This game's amazing. Oh, it's so good. We the frost blast, I gotta go play some more right frost now. blast with the hammer yeah. combo is awesome. Oh, I gotta go play some more now. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm still it. playing as well. Really, really enjoying it. I I beat I beat the second boss on one of my runs and got really far. I feel like I was very close to the end and I died and I was very upset. But that game gets real tough when you get near the end, I will say. How many, would you say, how many areas areas are there? So I know how many there are, but you don't access them all in one run, that's if that I, makes sense. That's what yeah. I noticed, too, is like, you know, first time you're in the dungeon. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not cutting you off. No, you're not. You're on the dungeon, and then you go, you know, first when I first started playing, you go to that, like, area where it's, like, pink background, and, like, you get the spikes on the platforms that's the, that's the third area no way because then I was so you're talking to... about the ramparts yeah yeah because listen so the first area is the prison, the prison right the second is like an outdoor area remember oh yes 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 okay i'm sorry i'm jumping. yeah so the second i forget what it's called it's like the yard or something okay prison yard and that's where it, you know it's like very medieval mm-hmm. exterior like you know there's a forest in the background right. and stuff 
Then from there is the rampart. Right, okay, gotcha. So that's like I'm, the third. Because then there's the sewers. So yes, from the first area, in most areas there are multiple exits, mm -hmm. at least two. Some of some there are three, where they kind of are like separate paths that meet back up, mm -hmm. is, is how it describes. Gotcha. It. So there are like twenty-two areas, I think. Okay. And um, and yeah, in one run you can only access like twelve or something. Gotcha. Right. So if you make it all the way through, it depends on what path you took, but. Yeah, usually a lot of those newer areas are gated by the, like, traversal upgrades, mm -hmm. right? Like, you can't get to the toxic sewers until you can put the moss, right, right, the right. vine. And, yeah, now there's the sarcophaguses that I got to open up somehow, something like that. They're, like, the little, or the Iron Maidens or whatever. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Those are teleporters. Oh. It, it, like, electric when you yeah. touch it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm No, the game's that. incredible. I'm and really enjoying it very much so. The thing that I really love about it is the more I play it, the more I like it because, like I said, you are unlocking new weapons, new abilities that I didn't even know were in the game. Like, I got this thing called a barnacle. It's like a slot, a slotted weapon like a grenade or something. And you throw it, and it sticks to the ceiling, and it's basically an automated turret. Oh, that's awesome. So it'll, like, aim at closest enemy and that's just start cool. shooting. Yeah. Cool. So it's like... The difference in playstyles is just insane. Like I favor a certain playstyle, but sometimes I'll be like, "Let me try this." I never really do. Oh, I never really build out like my red skill. Like I always go for purple. So let me do a red run, and I'm just doing like huge amount of damage and stuff. And exactly what you said, you use shields a lot, mm -hmm. right? You don't really pick up the bow. You like the shield. No, I like the shield a lot better. I I didn't use a shield for like the first five hours. I only used bow and sword. And now, like, I'm using the shield. I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, you get the really good shields that block 90% of damage. And then you can parry with them and stuff. And it's, awesome. it, it's just so cool to... That's what you want in a game that's run-based is a huge variety. Right. Because it makes you want to keep coming back and trying new things. And this game does it super, super I'm well. Just, I'm just having just a blast with it. It's Seriously, a, one, it's of my, one of my game. favorite games of the year. Definitely, for sure. yeah. I'm really, Definitely. really, you know... It's been a while since there's been, like, a game where I've just felt like... Maybe not a while, maybe. You know, but, like, where I've just felt like... Oh man, I'm just having like a lot of fun with this. Yep. Like I just I, I can't put it down. So awesome. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Thank Thanks, you. buddy. Um, I have one game in particular that I really, really want to talk about, but I want to skip ahead a little bit, and we'll just talk quickly. Okay. I'm saying there's one game that I've been playing, Exapunks, gotcha. that I want to talk about, but I want to say that for last. Okay, so, that's cool. Um, I played the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Oh, what do you think? It was good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't great. I think some of the stuff fell flat. I think uh, it was a little tropey. You played it or no? I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's definitely tropey. But it's a little too much. You know what I mean? I, I, I like... I think the idea is interesting, but when it goes from... It's a very short game. I don't mind spoiling it. It's if, like two hours, I think. But it's like... When it goes from... All right, he's just a bad dad that's an alcoholic, too. They talk about bruises and stuff. Then I'm like... Yeah. But, but at a certain point, it's like... I don't see that in this character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, they don't really show him as that kind as of like an person. Yeah. father, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it was good, and it's, and it's a, you know, they do a good job. Life is strange, as, you know, in that universe, but I just... Well, what do they mean by... I'm sorry, I keep, feel like I keep cutting you off no, here. No, that's fine. Um, what do they mean by... They, like, so this is a prequel to Life is Strange 2. Yeah. Are we following this kid, or are we... No. These are characters in that world. I have a feeling we're going to be playing as someone else that 
goes to a park and sees the kid, you know, pretending to do stuff. Like he's just a side character in the in Life Strange. Gotcha. Okay. I'm sure. Okay. I pretty much guarantee that. Um, okay. But, yeah. So enjoyed it. Didn't you know? Like I said, I, I have very very fond feelings of Life is Strange. So I think this game is subpar compared to that. Um, but it, it was it was good. It was interesting. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about Octopath. Uh, Octopath, been playing more of it. Um, I feel like uh, maybe not on our podcast, but we've talked about it, just you and me. Um, I'm like, I'm really like, I really like it. I, you know, I, I do. I like it. I love the the combat system's awesome. I love how it's very Persona esque in that way, where it's you know, doesn't matter you know how strong you are. It's just you got to kind of like outsmart, do what you right. need. You know, um, love the art style. It harks back to some of my favorite games. You know, Super Nintendo RPGs and um, but in the meantime, you know, some of the characters, you know, are awesome. Some of the characters fall flat. To me, it's like a, you know, I think I said it last week or maybe just to you. It's like a hit or miss. It's like, to me, it's like a hit or miss kind of, you know, RPG that really, the reason I enjoy it is like the nostalgia of it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if that's enough for me to, you know, I always think about, you know, end of the year, game of the year time where I'm just like, okay, is this going to like, how's it going to, uh, you know, carry over to, you know, the end of the year. I just, I think it's just, it's a good game. Um, but, I, you know, I definitely, uh, definitely falling off of it a little bit. Not falling off of it, but I just, I don't think I love it the way that I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I think we've said it before. It's just, I think, not to sound pretentious, but like, you know, we love, you know, Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger, and like, we know where these games could be, or this game could be like, and it just, it, it kind of, it doesn't, yeah, get reached I, that level. I agree, yeah. and uh, you know I've talked about it before on here, but it's just, yeah, I, I might be done with it. I just don't have the draw to want to play it, mm-hmm. and that's usually like the kiss of death for yeah. a game. Like you know, if you're at a point where you're not really like, oh man, I really want to get back to that, then what? You know, yeah, exactly. are you even gonna go back? Right. You know. So yeah, that's where that's where I stand. All right. Not too bad. You also playing a little um, more Nino Kuni too. Nino Kuni too. You know, every week me and my sister get to play like an hour or two. Not much more to say. Mm-hmm. Loving, loving that. And um, also, I played. Speaking of the second game, I played Mario Party Two with uh, our buddy Scoot, who you saw in our episode of uh, um, what episode was he in? He was in Thirty Six, I think. Episode Thirty Six. Couch co-op. Check it out. But anyway, we were playing Mario Party Two, and uh, I love it. It was so much fun. It's just what's so great about it. I know your feelings different, but what I love about it is just like the random crap that like happens, like. We did the space level, right? And like, we like somebody landed on like a green space, and it triggered, you know, a Bowser laser over here. So the laser just went down like the board, and if you were on that line on the board, it took away all your coins, and it kept landing on Mario like seven times, and it was just like fun stuff like that. Like it's just, it's just. You know, some people would call that frustrating, <laughs> not fun. <laughs> well, Mario was a computer character, so me and Scott were just laughing our asses off. So it was just <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, so I don't know. No, I, I, I'll always say those are fun games if you if you are bought in on them, but they're not, you know, I, I well, think... Well, no skill. Like, if you're actual, like, oh, like... Well, no, it's, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like you play a board game, like Candyland. Yeah. And it's like... 
anything could happen. Anyone could win. That's the whole point of the game. Right. That's the whole point of Mario Party. Exactly. It's like anything could happen. Listen. Anyone could win. There's skill in the mini games, and I'm saying certain is, ones are good. Is that nobody wins unless everybody wins? How about this? Nobody wins. <laughs> when you play Mario Party, you're just losing That's the whole right. time. All right. Uh, Talk about your game, Daniel Sun. Yes. So I've been playing a lot of the new Zactronics game, Exapunks, it's okay. called. So it's $20. Just came out last week on Early Access, actually. But it does not feel like an Early Access game because it's totally full-fledged. I'm, I've been playing quite a bit of it. Um, Exapunks is a 1990s kind of like an alternate cyberpunk universe okay um where you know movies like the matrix or like hackers or like you know what i mean like it's very like 90s hacking like that's the aesthetic a lot of neon colors a lot of like cool synthy music um but you you play as this character who is sick with something called the phage you don't really know exactly what it is um, isn't that from Mass Effect, isn't it? It's a genophage. Oh, right. <laughs> Which maybe this is, <laughs> the phage is short for that. But um, you're, you're infected, and you don't know what to do because you can't really work. You're sick. Um, someone comes to the door, an old friend of yours, and says, like, Hey, you need this medicine, or you'll never get, you'll never get better, but you'll need to take it once a day, and it costs $700 for one dose. And you need to take once a day. So it's like, well, my life's over. You know, the guy's thinking pretty much, I'm done. Um, and then what happens is you log on to your computer because you used to be a hacker. And you're still, like, in these, like, fake IRC channels with a group of hackers called the Exapunks. Okay. So it's like you and nine other people are in this, like, little text chat. And they're, like, you know, talking about random hacking stuff. And this, like, AI pops up on the screen. And basically tells you, like, I know how to help you get money, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get you one dose every time you do a job for me. This AI, like, f- oh, okay. female face. Um, so she basically says, you're going to do what I want you to do, and you'll get a dose every day. And he's kind of like, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, you, you choose dialogue options. They don't actually matter. It's just, like flavor you know like okay. like you know she says does that sound good you could say whatever you could say yeah sounds great or you could say well i don't really have a choice you know so it's like you're well, not you're doing it anyway yeah it, it's happening but it's like you know you're you're adding a little flavor to the world but the a little flavor that's right like pepper <laughs> <laughs> um so the game itself Aside from that whole thing, you know, every once in a while you get a cutscene where you meet a character, have a discussion, they knock on your door. Really beautiful art style in, in those bits and uh, some good voice work too. I actually think, think this game is really, really polished. But if you know anything about Zaktronics games, um, that's not what this game is about, what I've been talking about. That's just the, the you know, the trimmings. So the game itself is basically a programming game. Okay. Where, so it starts out with four tutorials, and they're tutorial missions, and it explains to you that what you're doing is in this in this you know fake alternate universe world whatever it is, there are these things called X's, E X A's, 
and they are what make computers go. Like when you type on the keyboard, the X's are like walking around inside the, inside the computer, okay. moving stuff around. That's the whole premise of the game. Now what you're doing is hacking and writing code for the X's. So you, you literally have a text box on the left and you have different verbs that you can use mm -hmm to make, you know, it's basically a puzzle solving game. So I, I talked about Opus Magnum um, early this year, actually, because it came out last year and I really, really loved it. And I didn't get to play it until earlier this year, but I think that's right, right? Or maybe it came out in 2016. No, and I, I don't remember. Yeah, either way. I just remember it was this year you were playing it. Yeah, so that game is similar in that you're programming, but you are... It's almost like that game is almost engineering while this is programming, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Where you have, in Opus Magnum, you have arms that do specific things and you're just placing them, Where they need to you be. know, to make like a Rube Goldberg machine mm -hmm. that's just like moving pieces around. In this, you have full control over the X's. So you're literally writing, grab blank, move to blank. Right. Like, you know, copy this into this. So you... You know, without getting too in the weeds with how the game itself works, if you know anything about programming, this is literally basic programming. Like, that's the whole... That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole point of the game, is is basic programming. So, you show, you, you saw a little bit I showed you. Mm -hmm. um, it's very in-depth. It's very... Um, well, yeah, I feel like to get to the level that you're at, where you're just like, okay, this, 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 this it takes a lot of time. Just yeah, to... well, the thing, the reason that these Actronics games do so much for me is because I just like enjoy learning new things so I'm like I I want I'm going to learn how to do this even though it's, it's so hard it's like that's really enjoyable when I get to the point that I'm like mm -hmm. okay I know what I'm doing I can just start you know programming this this exa so it obviously goes through a progression different discrete missions um, where like you know you start out by ordering a pizza to your apartment and you know by the point that I'm at you're like editing like files in uh, UC Berkeley's like <laughs> database, you know, like you you know you could see it escalating, um, but we'll see where it ends up in the end. I am in love with this game. I think it's one of the best games I played this year. I I really really love it, um, and I will definitely be playing more. It's it's it has such a this type of game always just is in your brain all the time. You know what I mean? Like I'm at work and I'm like oh. You know, thinking about puzzles that I couldn't get through because it like Zachronics games, yeah. they know how to like make you think about it, you know? So that's awesome, dude. Yeah, it looks Yeah, good, I'm in love know. with this game. It's certainly not for everybody, just like I would say about Opus Magnum, but if you have any interest in coding, programming, anything like that, it's it's super light if you actually know how to program. Mm -hmm. Like it's obviously not you know, I'm not typing in these long strings it's of code. Very, yeah. It's it's just basic actions. But the thing about it is once you learn the language of it... Then like, it's just you can run with it. Well, you can run with it, but then it becomes a puzzle. You see the puzzle for what it is. If I brought you into a later mission and said figure it out, but you didn't know the language... I have no idea just the first mission, to be honest. But what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is like once you get going, you see it as like a witness puzzle or something. Okay. Where it's like... Oh, I Where get you're it. Yeah. seeing it and you're like, okay, I need to do this. How do I get this to go right, there? Right, right. Like, you're not worried about 
typing in all the all the lines of programming because you know how to do that yeah. you know like i know how to get this to that it's just a matter of you know certain bypasses or you know one per one of the x's can only do certain things so it gets very complicated it is a lot of fun and like i said if you have any interest in that i highly highly recommend this game it's excellent if you have no interest in that stay far away from this game because you will not enjoy it and and i don't blame you if you know this is a not and not a game that's for everyone cool man yeah I'm enjoying it. I've been kind of rotating between that and Dead Cells, going okay. back and forth, back yeah. and forth. They're nice palate cleansers for each other. Well, that's, a, that's a good point because they're complete opposites. Literally like, complete opposites, yeah. You know how you're talking about how, like, you know, Exapunk stays, like, in your head, like, for me, yeah. Dead Cells, like, I just... Well, again, it's, just it's literally super cerebral or it's super nice. tactile. Yeah, just you know, that's fun. it, though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, one is pure be so heavy execution yeah. and one is pure... You know, mental. Yeah. It, dep- it. Yeah, it depends on your mood. Some days you just want to be super heavy, and then some days. And it's not even heavy. Like it's not like. No, just like it's like playing like Into the Breach or like uh, Darkest Dungeon, where it's yeah. just like you're just like you're in the game, but everything's just so like. But I mean, but I love that. And there's days where I'm yeah. like, yes. Yeah. And then there's days where I'm just like, you know what? There's days where I want to listen to The Clash and Public Enemy. Uh-huh. And then, well, actually, that's not true. I always want to listen to them. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> I was just going to say. But then some days every day you want to put on a little, uh, little culture club or a little, uh, you know, a little, uh, little uh, you know, take on me by a uh-huh. Just like listen to it and just like jam out a little bit, you know? But that's true. Most of the time it is just The Clash yeah, and Public no. Enemy. Well, so. yeah. I think, I think music is a uh, specific, different I thing. I, I think, I I think movies and books you could, you could say that for. But, you know, sometimes you want like an action movie and sometimes you just want... Yeah, something a little heavier. Yeah. So for me, it's been nice. Like I play an hour of Exapunks, play an hour of Dead Souls, and then I'm like, ah, or vice versa. It's like, ah. <laughs> so that's what we've been playing. Uh, I have a couple little. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start doing this a little bit more, where I just have a couple of like news items kind of things, just to uh, things that I saw this week mm-hmm. that I'm excited about. Um, in the future, I'll have Dan look, look for some things, too, because I don't want to monopolize just things that I'm excited about. But I think we're both excited okay, about the Red ex- Dead. I'm not excited about anything, so it's fine. I hate my life. <laughs> I think we're both excited about that Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. Yes. So they, excited in they put out last Thursday, uh, they put out a gameplay trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2. Rockstar did. And if you don't know, that game comes out October 26th this year. And so we got a pretty good look at gameplay and some changes that they're making mm-hmm. to the first one. So what are some things that stood out to you? Honestly, right the coolest thing, I think, was uh, the dialogue options you have. And, and you mentioned this, too, so I don't want to steal your thunder if that was also one of your coolest things. But like, when you're riding on your horse or if you're just in the town or you, you, know, you meet up with someone, depending on the situation, like the way you can approach... Like, the way that you can approach a it's situation. literally the verbs, like yeah. the verbs that are that you have access to. You can intimidate. You can antagonize. You can diffuse a situation. You can be nonchalant about it. You can like so. For example, like if you're in a town and you see someone and they're like, "Hey, you stupid idiot!" Mm-hmm. Like you can either. I'm sure they'll be a little more colorful than that. Listen, <laughs> I do. I watch my profanity. Don't you worry. Um, so like, you could either be like hey it's cool like don't you know i'm just you know passing by mm-hmm. you could be like hey stupid person you could do that <laughs> you could take out a knife and like put it up to their throat right or you could just like ignore like you can just 
it's yeah. a lot more fluid and, and fleshed out than that, but I'm just... Yeah, the saying, things that I like is, that's a perfect, that's one example. The, another would be, there's somebody being tied up, and, right. and you've seen this, you know, in other games, but usually it's, do you help them or do you not help them? In this, it would say, defu- it would say, defuse, ignore, rob, or pull out your gun. Yeah. You know? So right. it's like, you could just pull out your gun and see how they react. Right. And maybe they pull out their gun and yeah. then you're, you're shooting. But maybe they're like, whoa, whoa, just yeah. you know, whatever. So it's interesting that they're adding more verbs to the open world because I love that. And it fleshes out your character and just, you know, the kind of play. Well, it allows you to make this character into a different type of person depending mm-hmm. on how you want to play. Right. Which is cool. That's, that's the kind of thing that I love in Mass Effect. And yeah. it seems like they're really going for something like that. Obviously, you don't have, well... I can't say for sure, but it doesn't appear that if you're in a cutscene, you have specific dialogue options that might change, change your, it. like, you know, your Paragon Renegade. I'm not saying that, but it's it's changing your characterization for those moments in particular, okay. right? So it's like if you're, if you decide, hey, my guy, he wouldn't he wouldn't stop this guy from kidnapping this girl because he's he's not a bad, he's not a good guy, right? Then you play like that. Or you can play as a bad guy or you play as a good guy. Yeah. Or as a lukewarm. But now the story is going to go the way the story goes because it's a Rockstar game. So it's like what you're doing is doing characterization for yourself. Right. You're not the actually missions changing. Change. Yeah, this yeah. isn't like a Telltale game or something. Right. But, you know, I'm not saying there's none of that because there might be a mission that would be like, hey, if you, if you, you know, you get a choice at the end and it might change the world, that's possible. I'm not, I'm not saying that's, that's out of the question, but... What I'm talking about in particular with these new verbs is the fact that you can really decide who you want to be, you know? And that's cool. We also got a bunch of looks at uh, our main character basically just riding a horse slowly in, in hey, nature. It and it looks so It's a beautiful good. looking game. It yeah, really sure. looks so beautiful. Um, they showed some of the new Deadeye stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks really... A lot more fluid than the first one. Yeah, but um, I never had an issue with that in the first one, I don't think. I didn't have an and issue again, either. Been, I'm just saying what, it looks very smooth. It's been eight what years. When was the last yeah, time? When seven came, years. Yeah. Did that game come out? It's a long time ago. But yeah, it, it really does look phenomenal. Um, you know, they walked us through. The, there was that classic female voice that is over every Rockstar trailer. Uh, basically breaking this down what This is what we're saying. going to do in this game. <laughs> You'll really like this, we added. Yeah, so... You know, that kind of stuff, but we really did. We got a good look at some cutscenes. We got mm-hmm. a good look at some gameplay. Uh, the game just looks fantastic. It looks good. Man, we got some good games coming out. We got some good games coming out. Looking forward to. I know. Excited. Gosh, we got Spider-Man and we got... Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man went gold like a month and a half before it uh, came out. Wow. It's pretty cool. They, they really, uh, they're really holding it for that day. That's awesome. So, that's Red Dead 2. We're very excited. It comes out in October. Um, I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna conveniently have the flu that week. Yeah, seriously. Same thing with Spider-Man. I hope I have no tests around that day. I know. If conveniently, like, call work, call out of school, call everyone I know. I gotta check my school schedule. Is Spider-Man come out? I think it comes, it comes out, out on a Friday. Day. I think it comes out. Oh, it comes out on Friday. I don't know. I, I think so. Tuesday. Oh, oh really? Right. No, because that Tuesday, because I start the same that you do. The fourth. We start the fourth. There you go. So. God, Spider-Man's that's too now. Damn it. Scary. But another little item I put on here that I was super excited to see, THQ Nordic, who, it's a whole weird storied history with this company. Okay. 
Um, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to say they acquired Time Splitters, and they said we're making a new Time Splitters game. Okay. And if you don't know what Time Splitters is, we talked about it a little bit with Scott when he was here. Um, it's a multi. It's basically the evolution of Goldeneye. So it's a four-player split-screen multiplayer shooter where you can have bots and have mayhem because there's a bunch of different crazy characters. That's the main way that I played it. There's also a story mode, single-player mode, that was actually really good and really interesting and cheesy as hell, but a lot of fun. And uh, it had a lot to do. You know, time splitters is because they're literally time travelers mm. that like go back and fix certain bad things that happened in history kind of thing. Um, so... It, we're getting a new Time Splitters out of this. I am super, super excited. Yeah, good stuff. Because those old games are amazing. Time Splitters 2 is like one of my favorite multiplayer games ever. Were there ever Time Splitters like arcade games? Like at Dave & Buster's? Like... No, that's uh, Time Killers. Oh, I thought it was the same thing. <laughs> or is it Time Crisis? No, Time Crisis. Yeah, uh, uh, let's look it up, Dan. Because I'm pretty sure I don't know. I think you're sure, right. Because now I feel like an idiot. Because when you but guys, it's something crisis. It's not time crisis. <laughs> this is why I feel like an idiot. Because when you guys are talking about time splitters, I'm like, yeah, I remember those games. It awesome. is time crisis. Time crisis. That's what, what I remember. Yeah. yeah what is no. Time killers. See, now I feel like an idiot. Because oh, there is a time killers. Oh, time killers is a fighting game for the Genesis. But, all right, so now I feel like an idiot, though. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Because when you were talking about time, time splitters, splitters, I was like, yeah, I know exactly what you guys are talking about. And apparently I didn't. So Yeah, Time Splitter is a hell of a game. I adore this game. But it's literally, you know, your GoldenEye-esque right. split-screen shooter, you know, like these kind of things. Cool. So. All right, well, for your sake, buddy, I hope... It was just fun. There were a lot, they had a lot of cool guns. They had a lot of cool characters. Everyone wanted to play as the monkey because he was really small. He was like, odd job. Um, odd job. But... Love that game. If they're if they're bringing out a new one, I'm really interested to see what they're gonna do. Um, not not a ton of faith in THQ Nordic, but we'll see. What are the games of THQ Nordic? THQ Nordic. So again, they they have a very um, oh yeah sorted history. That, Listen, that, you, you don't have that to, would literally be like a a whole episode if we want to talk about it all. You don't have to regale me if you don't want to. It's okay. No, I'm just saying it's um, they they used to be called Nordic Studios. Okay. And then they started buying a bunch of THQ properties. And decided to rename themselves THQ Nordic. It's a very weird situation, I'm huh. telling you. It's very weird. But they have a bunch of properties. I think they, um, I, sh I should look it up, but I think they are putting out the new Darksiders. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I believe they are. Let's, let's take a look. So for all you, Darksiders 3. Yeah. Oh, this year. Because they acquired the old Darksiders games and they put them out as, you know, the definitive edition and stuff, you know. So. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff. You know, we'll see what happens with it, but they wouldn't acquire the IP if they didn't want to make a new game. They put out a statement that they said, you know, we plan, we have plans to make a game. That's and pretty cool. They're excited about it. So pretty cool. Not bad. No Metal Gear Corner today. You haven't played Metal Gear Solid Four yet, no, right? No, I have not. Um, we're gonna give Dan a, a little break on Metal Gear, um, but before it gets out of his head, I'm gonna make him uh, start back up soon enough. Metal Gear Four. I'm gonna get two more games. <laughs> Two more. I'm loving them. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I'm loving them. I am. <laughs> All right. So main topic for today, what I wanted to talk about. Uh, Octopath Traveler kind of sparked something in my mind of, because I keep thinking in my head, 
I'm done with this game. I don't think I want to play this game anymore. Okay. So the question that I'm posing is, when is it okay to give up on a game? Now, the real answer is whenever you want. Right. But I want to have a discussion about the psychology of oh, playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you personally feel like it's okay, do you ever feel like it's okay? Are you a completionist? Do you give up on games right, a lot? Right, like, yeah. how do you how do you tackle giving up on a game? That's what I want to know. Okay. So let's hear. It. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, so for me, it's like when I there's three reasons why I'll I'll give up on a like on a, on a game. One is, is sometimes there's just so many games, like, and it's not even giving up on a game, sometimes it's just accidental, I think. I know you said it with Nino Kuni too, like, you were playing mm -hmm. it, really, really enjoying it, and then God of War came out, and I just, mm -hmm. that happens so many times, not even with just games, but, like, books, or just, mm -hmm. you know, I could be in the middle of playing this amazing game that I love, you know, and then another game comes out, and I'm like, oh, I gotta try that game out, and mm -hmm. then I just get hooked on that game, right? And then another game comes out, and it's just like a, you know, and then you never get a chance to, yeah. to go back. So that's so, that's a whole different. I'll talk about that real quick because I certainly have that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I remember um, BattleTech and Frostpunk came out almost the same day, and I loved both of them, and I stopped playing Frostpunk to play BattleTech, okay. and I still haven't gotten back to it. Yeah. The problem that I have is. I don't know if it's like a, I don't know if it's true or if it's just me in my head saying that this makes sense. If I really liked a game, then I actually would get back to it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I don't go back to them, and I don't know if that's just because I'm like ah, too much time has passed, you know, I'm done, or if I'm like maybe I didn't love that game, you know. What I mean? Oh, that's an interesting point. I mean, how do you feel about like Mino Kuni Two or something like but that? But that's what I'm saying. I don't know if. Maybe it was like a low point of the game where I wasn't, you know, I was in a lull or something, and then I was like, eh. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not saying I stopped playing it in the first place because I didn't love it. I'm saying really certain games you will go back. Like, I, I played Witcher 3 when it came out for months. Not, not months. For weeks. Something else came out, started playing it, and then literally six-month break... I went back and picked up Witcher 3 as as mm -hmm. I left it and finished it. Gotcha. And absolutely adored it. You know, so I don't know if it's a combination of when you're, like, in a low point, you have, you know, a little bit of negative association for mm -hmm. one reason or another, frustrating moment, and it's just easy to give it up. You know, like you always say, you played Dark Souls and you yeah. really enjoyed it, but, yeah. you, but you left it behind. That's true. I did leave so it So was it because you were at a frustrating point? And it was easy to give up, or were you just like... No, I think that was... Well, seriously, you're now playing Bloodborne, I'm absolutely loving it. Right. Like, I would love to go back to, like, Dark Souls, but I think at the time... Uh, the way that it was, I was playing... I forgot where I got up to. I was enjoying it very, very much, even for, through all the frustration. But then another game came along, and I just got into that. And then I was just like, ugh, like... Eh, that game's frustrating. I'm just gonna, like, continue with it. But now, like, I'm interested to go back now that I love Bloodborne so much. Right. But then, you know... I think part of it too is is like when your time is so like limited mm -hmm. and you only have you know so few like hours of downtime you want to play you know either something new because I always like to play like the newest thing mm -hmm. uh, you know because I think it's good that like, we can talk about that and stuff mm -hmm. like that or also something that like I know like a hundred percent I'm gonna like mm -hmm. enjoy it's like you're talking about like movies with me the other day you're like I'm only gonna go see a movie if I know I'm gonna like it kind mm -hmm. of thing you know so. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. It does make sense. I think, for me, the main difference, I almost do that with games, too. But there are so many more games coming out 
That th- this is where it's interesting. When I talk about the movie situation, where I'm like, I only I go to the movies like six times a year, and I see movies that I know I'm gonna enjoy, and I'm like, is that because there are fewer movies that I'm enjoying than games? Because it's pretty rare, and you know, the only reason I would play a game that I don't know if I'm gonna like is if it's a big game and I want to get my own experience mm-hmm. for it. You know, you said that about Detroit. You didn't want to buy Detroit, but you got to play it and you were happy you played it even though you didn't like it mm-hmm. because you're like, I really want my own take on it just to be sure that I agree with some other takes out there and you happen to agree. So it's like that that situation is the only time I would buy or I would play a game that I wasn't sure I was going to enjoy. Yeah. You know, so it's like, are there just that many more good games than good movies? <laughs> like maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. Because a lot of games get released mm-hmm. every week, and a lot of movies are out there. But I feel like it, it really is. I, I don't know if it's the ratio of games I enjoy that come out are higher, or just games are you know mm-hmm. more prolific. I don't know. But back to the point. I think for me, the the real question is, when do you feel okay giving up on a game? So does it go game by game? Is it a you feel it and you're like, all right, I think I'm just done with this game, or it goes for me personally. It goes. It, I would say it goes game by game. I am like in a sense, I every game that I start to play, I always have the intentions. Okay, I want to beat this. Like every right. every game, even if it's a game that I don't like, it's okay. You know what? Like I gotta get to the end. I gotta get to the end. I don't know why I have that in me. I think it's like the OCD in me where it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, all right, I bought this game. Like. I'm going to see it through mm-hmm. to the end. Maybe there's something that I'm missing. But there are certain games where, like, I'll get to a point. Or even there's games where even right off the bat, I'm like, ah, crap, I'm not going to like this game. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm still, I know this is, like, stupid. And for some reason, this is some, like, random number I'll have in my head. And, like, this is actually how, like, I'll think sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where it comes from. I'll be like, all right, well, if I give it at least, like, five to ten hours, then I feel like, okay, like, I've seen enough to make a decision if I'm going to continue it, you know, or I'll be like, okay, maybe like five playthroughs and I'll stop. I know it's some, some arbitrary number. But I don't know that's, why. That's exactly why I want to talk about this because I think everybody has their own yeah. justification yeah. for when they can give up on a game. For me, I've given up on a game in an hour and I've given so, yeah, and so I've waited it, 30 hours. So, so I, for me, yeah. there's a difference between giving up on a game and just not finishing it. Perfect example, Nino Kuni 2. I enjoyed the entire time I played it, and I don't think I'm going to finish it. It's not because I don't have any good, bad feelings about it. It's because I took a long break, and I'm like, I just don't really have... Like, the story wasn't so engaging mm-hmm. that I need to get back right. to it. Octopath, I think, I played a lot of it, and I think I'm done with it. Okay. Because I'm kind of done with it. You know, that th- I think there's a difference between me actually having some negative feelings towards a game compared to just being like, oh, I never got back to it. Because then we have games, like I mentioned before, Frostpunk, which I'm dying to get back to. I've wanted to play that game. I only played for like two hours, and I never got back to it. So I'm like, I want to get back to that game, but for some reason I'm just not going yeah. back to it. And again, it is, I'm playing a bunch of different games. And the, pro- the real problem is when you have the one game that you that you can always play when you're not playing something else like for me dota 2 mm-hmm. it's like if i have downtime and you know i'm not playing anything else or there's nothing out this week it's like 
I'm just going to play Dota and have fun. You know, like, right, yeah. So it's hard, harder to go back to games when you have other stuff. You know what I mean? True. And maybe that's it, too. I think, you know, it's funny. I talk to, um, you know, certain people, like, maybe they'll only play, like, you know, talk about, like, how the movies, like, they only go to, like, movies six times a year. Like, I, there's people that will only maybe play, like, five video games a oh, year. Yeah. But, like, love those games and just, like, play. You know what I mean? So I think, for me personally, it's my, and I'm the same way with movies, where I'm just like, all right, I got I to gotta play it all. I got to see it all because if I'm going to have an opinion on all this stuff, I got to, you know, so like movies, I'll watch crappy movies from, you know, that, you know, I know aren't, I'm not going to, probably not going to enjoy, but I still want to have an opinion on it. You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, like the Philadelphia story is a classic movie from 1940. I'm not going to like this movie, but I still got to like see it just so I can, you know, yeah, talk no, about and, it. And I know? get that, even if I don't, even if I don't share that quality, I understand it. But the thing for these games in particular is we're in a position where we talk about games every week, right? So we feel like we want to play as much of the new stuff as we can. Mm -hmm. Or we want to play, you come in and say, I played this really cool game, I think you should play it. Or I come in and say, I played this really cool game, I think you should play it. Now that's something that wasn't even on your radar, now you have another game to play. So it's like these people that you're talking about, your average person plays six games a year, and plays them all for 40 hours, it's like, they're not worried about what we're talking about here. Because they're like... They're saying we just put too much pressure on ourselves. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we... When you play this many games, I find it personally easier to justify giving up on a game Mm -hmm. from not enjoying it. Because I'm like, this stuff. This stuff I could be playing. But you have no problem, like an hour in a game, stopping. Yeah, I played, what did I play? An hour of Sea of Thieves? Two hours of Sea of Thieves, yeah, max? And that was it. And that was it. Because I said, this is not the game for me. Yeah. I see what it's doing well, and it's just not for me. No Man's Sky next. I gave it a couple hours. Yeah. And I'm like, it's still not for me. Yeah. You know, I like what it's doing, but I'm not getting that enjoyment that I could be getting right. from an Exopunks, from a Dead Cells. Right, right, right. So, for me, well, I'm, I'm like, my time is, yeah. yeah, my time is more important than other, you know, yeah. like it, it, it's, you know, that's why for me, I wanted to play more of Octopath as I was going because I'm like, maybe it's like, because there's something I liked and I was like, maybe there's something more. Mm-hmm. And it turned out there wasn't. So then I say, done. Okay. You know, like for me, I need, if, if I'm actually enjoying a game in certain ways and not enjoying it in others, I need to make sure that I'm not going to miss something that I actually really right. enjoy, you know? See, for me, like, I'm not cutting you off again. I feel like I keep, like... You do not, know. Um, for example, like, a game like Vampire, right? I know I've talked a lot about mm-hmm. that, or Octopath, or even, you know, a few years ago, you know, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, where, mm-hmm. like... Well, Octopath shouldn't be in this conversation. I'm going to talk about... I'm going to talk about Vampire and Mirror's Edge Catalyst, right? Okay. Really, really excited for Mirror's Edge Catalyst. And I started playing it in like 20 minutes and I'm just like, oh, I this isn't the game that I wanted. Mm. But I still, I don't know what it is. I still feel like, I always still have to be, okay, well, I still gotta, pl- I still wanna play it. I still gotta, I still, it's not even like I wanna play it. It's part of like, I still gotta play it. Yeah. I gotta do at least, I gotta put in at least some substantial amount of time. And, it's, and it all comes down to like me wanting to have opinions and solidify my opinions it was the same thing vampire i got it and that night i played it 20 minutes in i was just like this just isn't the game that i thought that Mm -hmm. 
I was hoping for. Still, I played maybe probably 10 to 15 hours of that game, multiple playthroughs, mm-hmm. uh, not playthroughs, but multiple yeah. times playing yeah. it, just because, to, in, in, to me at least, and in my head, I at least wanted to know either why I really like something or why I really, really don't like something. And I feel like the more time spent with something, the more you can just solidify your opinions and like really, really, you know. Absolutely. Also, I think doing this, you know, this show with you has really, not in a bad way, but like put more pressure on that where it's just like, okay, like I know like Dan's playing the same game. I want to know why I feel the way that I do mm-hmm. and be able to understand the way you feel, why you feel. Yeah. And then be able to counterbalance that and, and have an actual discussion. You know, because I think video games, for example, like books, I have a lot more easier time putting them down. Nobody I talk to really is in the same books right. that I'm into, right. you know. So if I'm like, ah, okay, you know, I'm done. So, yeah, and this is where this is where we split a little bit. Is for me the time is more important because of the amount of games that are out there. Mm-hmm. I always say in my head, like, if I played Vampire and didn't like it the way you did, I would have played an hour and been done. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I got what I needed out of it to see if I liked it. And now I can have a discussion with Dan. Yeah. If you liked it, you could play more time. And then I could hear about it. And then I would say, wow, I'm glad I stopped. Yeah. Or I could say, maybe I should get back to it. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like I said, there's always, there's so many games that even you haven't even played this year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, for me, it's like... I don't want to waste my time because that's the most valuable thing. I don't have yeah. that much time. So if, I, if I'm if i like, hey, should I play 15 hours of Vampire even though I didn't really like it? Or should I beat Yoku's Island Express in eight hours yeah. and have a great time? Right. You know what I mean? That's where it's like, and, and I totally, I'm, I'm not saying I don't understand where you're coming from, but that's why this discussion is interesting because it's all, it's different so many different perspectives. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You have people that buy a game and they're like, I'm playing this to the end no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, man, this is a crappy game, but I'm playing it. Yeah. I'm playing it, you know, and it's like... But I kind of fall into that camp, I think, too. You know, it's even like movies, you know, like... I know people, like, my mom and dad, if they're in the middle of watching a movie and, like, half an hour in, they don't like it, they're like, all right, let's just, like, change it. But me, I'm like, it could be a four-hour movie and I hate it in the first five minutes, but I'm just like... And you're gonna watch it. I gotta watch it to the end. And I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just probably some... Yeah, but that's that's why this Gut is a thing. whole discussion. Yeah, you know. So like, and I think I'm more passionate about video games than I am about a lot of other right. things. Medium, yeah. You know, so I'm able to, you know, so for me, I put much more weight on. Okay, I'm gonna play it. I gotta understand why I don't like it or why I do like it. Mm-hmm. And I think just the more time with something, I uh, yeah, and that's I can that's totally my... reasonable, and that's where other resources are valuable to me because if I play an hour of Sea of Thieves and I'm like, I don't like this, yeah. then instead of me saying, let me play 10 hours to make sure there's nothing I'm missing, I can read an article about somebody that played 20 hours and their impressions. And that way I can get my hour, see how I feel, and then say, am I missing stuff? And I might read that article and they have a bunch of cool things that I never saw and I might be like, let me get back in and, yeah. and try that. That sounds great. Or I might read it and be like, okay, this person's enjoying it, mm-hmm. but for the reasons that I don't like it. Right. You know, so it's like that's where you get that. That's where that's where you as a resource 
the internet as a resource are valuable to be like, what am I, you know, am I, am I correct in assuming that after this hour, nothing is going to change right. that's going to make me enjoy it? Yeah. That's huge for me. And that's a huge time saver because I'm not going to, I, I just won't put the time in. Might and that's why I'm time. saying, that's why I'm saying Octopath is such an interesting one because I like it a lot in a lot of ways. And I don't like it in certain ways. So that's when I said, I need to make sure. Because yeah. I really do like it. So let me keep playing it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm realizing, okay, I, I've gotten what I'm going to get out of it already. So why am I going to finish right. it? Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah. I think, yeah. So. Just different for different uh Oh, different yeah, people, totally guess, different. That, that's the whole reason why it's a discussion. But I do end up getting to that point, though, with a lot of games where I will probably... I'll say I get to the point that with majority of games where I'm just I will get to the point where 15 hours in well it depends not all games are that long where I'm just like all right this is the last time I'll play it right you know take it out of the the put the disc away but or, that's why it's when you get a game like Breath of the Wild <clears throat> or like Mario Odyssey or Hollow Knight for me it's like I. W I just want these games to be as long as they are because I'm enjoying it every step of the way, mm -hmm. you know? And that's where it separates itself from a game. And that's why I'm saying it's almost like there's, like, different echelons of it because I want a game like that that I love, I want it to be as long as possible. Yeah. And I'm not, not going to get sick of it, you know? I'm playing Breath of the Wild. I played 50 hours of it, and I loved it the entire time. Same thing with Odyssey. Same thing with Hollow Knight. But then you talk about a game like Nino Kuni where it's, like, really enjoyed it, but if this was Breath of the Wild or Nier Automata, I'm not going to stop before the end. Right, yeah. You know? And it's like, there's got to be a reason for that. And it's not just, it's not just, hey, I took a break because a new game came out. You know, it can't right. be. Right. That's, that, you know, that's totally fair. Uh, you know, but I think that also in playing, you know, it's so funny. I, I feel like there was a time, right, where, where we first talked about video games, right? And... Um, you know, there was like a there was like a list of like these games, these great games that like I, I hadn't played. So like I never spent like a whole summer just like playing all these great games. So all I did was play like amazing games, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Right. But then it's sort of like in a way catching up and like playing games as they're being released, you start to like realize the difference between like great games, yes, and then good games, and then just you know mediocre games to yes, to, to yes, bad games, yes. and I think. But that yeah, it's so valuable, isn't it? It because, is so valuable. But that's what makes it feel like, and that's when we're talking about this. Is like, I really like Nino Kuni too, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Hollow Knight came out last year, and I couldn't help but put thirty hours into yeah. it and beat it mm -hmm. because it's a great game. Yeah, and. Everything else went to the wayside. Yeah. You know what I mean? All these games that were out at the time went by the wayside because mm -hmm. this is such a great game. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we talked about God of War earlier in the year. You know, certain games that we really, really enjoyed, Celeste, like stuff like that. It's like, you're going to play and finish those games because you really want to play yeah. and finish those games. Yeah. You know? And that's when you get into, these are the game of the year top ten contenders. Mm -hmm because they have that staying power and it's not that's why some people unfairly say a long game is more susceptible and of course it's more susceptible to getting left behind before it's finished but a lot of people would say because the game is long people are not going to finish it and 
the reason that I would counter that is with those games that I'm yeah. talking about. You know, is with the Breath of the Wild, is with Oh Odyssey, yeah, where it's where, every day that's all you're thinking where about. Where it doesn't it. matter that it's long because I want them to be that long because right. I'm enjoying it exactly. every step of the way. So that's why games like Nino Kuni two, probably about eighty percent of the people that played it didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. And now with a game like Breath of the Wild, maybe that's Fifty percent of people yeah. instead of eighty. You know right. what I mean? Because they're like, and, and these are totally BS statistics yeah. that I'm making up, obviously. But I'm just saying, I think they're. That's why I'm talking about different echelon between great, good, mediocre, and how much time are you going to put into them? And there, and there is that. And honestly, the and obviously the number of great games mm-hmm. is far fewer than good games, which is far fewer Definitely. than you know. And. Why, why we always talk about, like, you know, game like, I'm sorry, I just cut you off yet again, but, like, why do we talk, always talk about a game like a Super Metroid or, you mm-hmm. know, or, like I said, Breath of the Wild, like, mm-hmm. those games just, like, stand yeah. the test of, you know. What I will say is, because I was just talking about length of games, I will say uh, it's, if you if you have a good game, not a great game, that's five hours instead of 40 hours, much more likely that you're going to finish it even though it's just a good game, mm-hmm. not a great game. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Where Nino Kuni is a good game that I'm not going to finish. You, you might finish, and I'm you might enjoy it more than I do. Yeah. And, and I, I enjoy it quite a bit. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't. But I'm saying if you're talking about, like, you know, Yoku's Island Express and Nino Kuni 2, it's like I beat Yoku's, and I really enjoyed it. It's a good game. If it was 30 hours, I might not have beat it. Gotcha. You know, okay, like yeah. it, where you're taking that kind of factor into it, but you know, that's that's pretty much my thoughts on that. I don't yeah, know no, anything, yeah, anything. no, it's it's all just you know on the mood, I guess. Absolutely is. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Shelby. Thank you, Shelby White. As always, uh, thank you, Dan, for being here with me. Dan, thank you for having me over. <laughs> and thank you for your everlasting love. Yeah. Well, you have it. What's up, guys? It's Dan from Circle Back. Uh, I'm just here to let you know you can find everything that we do at circlebackgaming.com. If you just want the podcast, we're on iTunes. If you just want the video, we're on YouTube. So catch us either place. Thanks.